Hey, what's up guys? I'm Tom, and you're checking out episode number 6 of the Floatcast. This is a podcast all about floating, float tanks, isolation tanks, sensory deprivation tanks. Many different names, but uh, essentially the same thing, which is a complete stimulus reduction for the user. And uh, for those of you that are just checking this podcast out, I thank you for checking us out. I uh, In the future, most of the podcasts are going to be uh, user experiences, uh, people, clients that come here and float that, uh, you know, want to talk about it over a, in a more public setting. They can sit and, uh, you know, I'll set up the mic here and they can just, just sit and talk about their experience. I had somebody, I had two people last week on and, uh, it was good. I had weird, I had mixed reactions from, uh, from some people about that podcast. I had somebody, I had somebody tell me that, uh, it sounded like the one person didn't really like it. The rich didn't really like his experience floating. And it wasn't that he didn't like it. It was just that he is a very, uh, I've known Rich for a while and he's, he's kind of a, he's kind of a, I don't want to say a high strung guy, but he's, he's similar to I am, to the way I am in, in that, uh, you know, he's busy. He's a busy guy. He's got stuff to do. He's always walking around. He's, he's always on the phone. He's, he's, he's making moves, you know, and, a lot of times for people like that, it's harder for them to embrace the idea of, uh, of just relaxing and, and just letting go. And, you know, just, just in the past week or so, week and a half, just from talking to people that have, that have come here and floated here, um, it's a lot of people have, have difficulty letting go. And a lot of people, you know, letting go of any, uh, of just being nervous of the idea of being in a, in a enclosed tank with water in it or, or even just letting go of just random things that are coming into the head, whether it be work or whether it be school or, or, or whatever. It's, it's one of the biggest things though is, is to allow yourself to embrace the moment that you're in, to, to embrace the experience that you're in and not think about where you were and not think about where you're going to go but think about where you are right now and take that time for yourself and for a lot of people it's hard to do that and it's it's ironic because usually those are the people that can benefit the most out of floating and and floating regularly you know and for some people it's that you know they could just can't let go but hopefully you know rich is definitely going to come back and uh float again and hopefully when he comes back a second time, he has a little bit different of an experience and, uh, and he'll come on the flowcast again and talk about it. The other thing is he, he messed up when he was going in, going into the tank initially. I don't know if he scratched his eye or what, or what the hell he did, but he got sold in his eye like right away when he went in. And, uh, oh, that's what happened. He, he got in and the spray bottle was on the ledge. There's a spray bottle of fresh water in there and the spray bottle was on the ledge and I think he hit the ledge and knocked the bottle into the solution. Thus, splashing the splashing the solution into his face and uh, getting a little salty. Uh, so I have since then hung the bottle up, and uh, you know, so that's that obviously won't happen again. It actually was supposed to be hung up then, but uh, for whatever reason, it wasn't hung up that second. Anyway, but he, I'm sure that that didn't help his uh, relaxation. But he actually got out. He got so much salt in his face, he actually got out and went back into the shower, and then went back into the tank. Um, so when I went in there after him, the room looked like he pretty much just took a shower with the curtain open and just sprayed the water everywhere and like hosed, hosed down the tank. And, uh, it was pretty, he's definitely by far, he's still, he, he, he's my dirtiest floater.
as far as uh, how he left the room. <laughs> the thing was soaked, which is fine. I built the room to be waterproof, which is uh, one thing I did not, you know, obviously water's going to get everywhere. It, I kind of realized that was going to happen because, I mean, you have somebody in there taking a shower, taking a step out, and then into something, and then doing the same thing in reverse. There's a lot of water involved, and there's a lot of water that's going to get out of the tank and get onto the floor and get everywhere, which I knew. And that's, you know, that doesn't surprise me, and that's fine. But I am surprised at the way that salt just gets everywhere. It is amazing how that stuff finds everywhere. It, it's like... It's like you have a German Shepherd, but he sheds salt. <laughs> That's the only comparison I can give. Anybody who's had a German Shepherd can know, you know, knows what I'm talking about. You know, German Shepherds only shed once, and it's forever. <laughs> they just always shed. Most dogs shed in the, you know, only in certain seasons. Uh, German Shepherds shed all the time, and uh, it's kind of like my tank. It just sheds off salt, and it's between the users getting in and out of it, and between, you know, even me just putting a strip in there. And then shaking the strip off and then raising the strip up, a couple drops spill. And it may sound trivial, but you do that a couple times a week. And then there's, you know, drops that accumulate and then there you go, the salt everywhere. So I've gotten in the habit now of, obviously I'm not going to let that that stay like that. I'm going to get on top of it and, uh, you know, got into the habit of, of cleaning it a couple times a day, mopping the floor and everything. So now it's staying tip top, which is fine. I put up some pictures last week on Twitter. Um, and uh, Joe Rogan actually retweeted the, the pictures, which was awesome. And uh, I had a lot of people busting my chops about the amount of salt that was everywhere. And I kind of, when I took the picture, I was in the midst of cleaning it, but it wasn't entirely done yet. And uh, it's funny, just as I posted the picture to Twitter, I kind of looked at it and was like, eh, maybe I should have cleaned it a little more first. And I was like, ah, it's all right. You know, just shows that I use it. And then lo and behold, I get all you guys busting my chops about it. That's all right, though. It's all in good fun. I'll take it. And, uh... Yeah, so I, I put the picture up there and, and, uh, you know, I had a good response after Rogan retweeted me, which was awesome. Cause like most people, well, not most people, but like a lot of people, I only heard about floating from Rogan. That's it. I heard him talk about it enough times and, uh, he made me want to try it and, and I went and tried it and it was amazing. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get into a little advertisements here. We're, we're happy, uh, the Flowcast is happy to welcome, uh, escape pod tank, escape pods as, uh, I was one of our sponsors. The, those of you guys that don't know, and those of you guys that are listening at home, especially that are thinking about, uh, getting into float tanks or, or, you know, looking into maybe buying one and looking at some of the prices and kind of being a little bit daunted by them. Um, well, they're, they're not all ridiculously expensive. All right. Escape pod is building a really, really quality tank that's inexpensive. And it fits easily, fits really easily into your house. It fits easily into your life. It's, it's inexpensive. It's built to last. And, uh, it, it comes, it's, it, it, when it comes shipped to you, it comes on two pallets. All right. One of the pallets is the pump, which is pre-wired and tested and ready to plug in and go. All right. It's got all got GFI outlets on it and everything is all ready to plug in. And then on the other pallet is your tank, which is not assembled. Obviously you have to assemble it, but it assembles easily. Hand tools, you could do it yourself. You could assemble it probably in about six hours, fill it, allow two to three days for it to get warm, and you're ready to float. That's it. So if, if those of you that are looking to either start a center or maybe put a tank in your house, check out uh, escapepodtank.com and uh, 
Yeah, or you could email Jeremy at escapepodtank.com and he'll, uh, he'll, he'll shoot you some information your way. But check out the website because there's a lot of good pictures on there. There's a lot of, you know, it, it, it's not, uh, it's cheap cost wise, but it, it's not cheap in, in quality. You know, it's, it's inexpensive, but it's not cheap. So that's, uh, yeah, we're happy to have them on board as a, uh, as a sponsor. I, I, I'm not doing this podcast to make money, obviously. And to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not even, I didn't even open my float center, the float place in Long Island. Um, I didn't even open that to make a ton of money. I opened it to, to make a living, but not to be a millionaire. But I wouldn't have taken these guys on board as a sponsor if I didn't like what they were doing. And I like the idea of their business. And their, the idea of their business is we're gonna, we know that we want to make this available to everybody. And we know that everybody can't afford thirty, forty thousand dollars for a beautiful tank. And those tanks are beautiful and they are they are different in the way that this tank is and the way that it looks and the way that you can operate them and, and the way that you can run them from a center. But not that's not for everybody. And these guys realize that and they're building real nice quality stuff and they're making it so you could buy the tank separately or you could buy just the filter separately. Like it's it's cool. So check them out. But like I said, I wouldn't have taken them on board if I didn't like what they did. So it's uh I'm happy to have happy to have you guys on board. But my tank, getting back into my own stuff, my tank is now filled, obviously, because I'm having floaters. I filled it about uh three weeks ago. And I gotta say, filling a filling a float tank is is a real pain in the ass. I'm sorry to curse, sorry to sorry to get a little grass on you. But uh yeah, it's a pain in the ass. It's it takes a real long time. You have to use hot, hot water that as soon as you start adding the salt to isn't hot anymore. It's, it's amazing. I've never seen anything with that kind of freezing effect that wasn't ice. <laughs> you know, like you just, you have a, this tank that's filled, you know, I filled mine about, uh, halfway with hot water and then, uh, you know, hot, hot water, just only hot water out of the, um, out of the spigot or out of the, uh, sink, sorry. And, not out of the sink, like pitcher by pitcher. I hooked up a hose to it, obviously. Um, but yeah, as soon as you start adding salt to it, uh, I think it's called an isothermic effect. It, it cools the water down dramatically. And it's amazing because I, I was opening the bags, obviously 50 pounds at a piece, the 50 pound bags, opening them and, uh, you know, dumping it into the solution. And a lot of it would, would, um, you know, at first initially it was, uh, I guess that's the same thing. A little repetitive there. Uh, at first, it was dissolving quickly because the water was still hot. But as more and more salt went in and the water got colder and colder, and obviously more, um, you know, more saturated with salt, uh, the salt was harder for it to, uh, dissolve. It took longer. So I, what I did was, as I opened up the bags and dumped them in, I would then go over to the shower, wash my arms, get nice and clean and then put my actually have to put my arms and hands in the tank and almost like pick up the salt and kind of break it apart give one of these you know break it apart in my hands and and kind of like have it you know have it have it break up and as i did that like my hands actually got cold like it was amazing to actually feel in your hands like the, the effect of it but uh because of that it takes so long to do so it took me about uh I don't know, start to finish, it took me about four hours. But that includes uh, me moving the salt down a flight of stairs, which was, you know, that was a pain in the neck in itself, you know, moving a 1,000 pounds of salt. 
but got it all done and got it filled. Uh, after I got it filled, I uh, waited. Obviously, you have to wait because the solution got cold. It, it started initially when I first put this, the water in the tank, just the water without the salt. It was about 108, 110 degrees. And when I got done, the uh, water was 77, I think, 78 degrees. So my heater heats up at a, at a rate of about a half a degree per hour. So it took me, you know, it was 24 hours. It was longer than that. It was 36 hours before it was even ready to float. So it actually was about two days before I actually went in, went in it and floated for the first time. And uh, I got to tell you, it was amazing. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, most people who float will tell you their experience floating is, is usually amazing. But uh, there's nothing quite like being able to just go into your own float tank. It's really pretty cool. And all my life, growing up, my father was always into cars, and he always had cool cars and fancy, you know, fancy cars, and I would go to car shows and want this and want that when I grew older. And I gotta tell you, I'm pretty happy with a damn float tank. I don't really need a Porsche if I got a float tank. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it, my first float was two and a half hours, I think, almost two hours and 40 minutes. And I fell asleep which I think a lot of people do. And I think a lot of people would after being in it for that long. But it wasn't, it was a sleep and it was a very nice, peaceful sleep, obviously. But there were numerous times when I woke up and I like thought, like I, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like I woke up and I was thinking about what I was just dreaming about, but it was clear, you know, like I remembered it and it was clear and I, I wasn't like sh- cloudy and you know it was like I was there and it was almost like it led me to think excuse me it almost led me to think like I wasn't sleeping that I was just kind of watching this thing play out my head and now I floated uh I floated four times in my in my tank since I've since I filled it and you know each experience is different but one thing I take away from oh one thing I've taken away from all of them is the idea of I'm I can't be entirely sure if I'm asleep right now, and I can't be sure if I'm awake right now, which may sound a little bit, you know, trippy and out there, but I don't really know how else to describe it. It's very, you know, it's comforting, whatever it is. It's not, you know, it's not foreign, and it's not offensive, but it, uh, you know, it's very, it's very hard to explain, and it's kind of hard to grasp, but, you know, like I said, there's very few things that it's really cool to just be able to go into your, your, your own house and just go in your own float tank. I had a client here tonight, uh, came in for her first float and she loved it. And the one thing she said that was really cool was that, uh, she said, how often do you, do you float? And I said, uh, I don't know, I guess every three or four days, you know, since I filled it, I floated about every three or four days. She goes, wow, I would, I would go in this thing every day if I had it. And I'm, you know, just hearing that is so cool. Hearing that from somebody who just went in there for their first time and just got out and is now sitting there just thinking about everything that just that just happened, you know, and kind of embracing it and immediately just saying, yeah, I would do it again and I would do it every day. And hearing that is pretty cool. You know, I have to say, hearing hearing good reactions from people is definitely, definitely something I knew was going to happen or I hoped it was going to happen. Um... And I thought it was going to be cool to hear, but it is really, really satisfactory to hear that from people. 
know, it feels it feels really good. It's fulfilling. So I just hope that clients keep coming and keep people keep feeling good, and that this keeps growing here on Long Island. And that uh, you know, this may sound weird, but I almost want another float center to open on Long Island because as of right now, I'm 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 out here all alone, and once somebody else opens up, if somebody else opens up, you know, on the other end of Long Island, say they opened up 30, 40 miles away, and somebody who's never heard of floating goes there and loves it, which I'm sure they would, uh, and they tell somebody that lives out by me about floating, and then they check out floating, and they say, holy crap, I don't have to drive to, uh, <clears throat> you know, I have to drive an hour out of the way. I have a guy 10 minutes away from me. And then there, it, it really... I understand why this industry is as awesome as it is and everybody helps each other like it like they do because it is still so small and it is still so uh I don't want to say niche but it's very it it's not you know obviously it's not widespread and not a lot of people know about it still even though there's so many centers that are doing so well realistically there's you know maybe 2% of the population have even heard of float tanks so when you're talking about an island like Long Island that has, I don't know, a million people on it, right now there is a grand total of one float tank. So you know what? Even if there was a hundred float tanks as opposed to my one, I'm not going to be upset about it. And I, I almost welcome it because it's going to help spread the word and help get more people out there. So I'm sure that'll happen in time anyway. So me wishing for it isn't going to change anything, but... Is what it is. I'll embrace it. But I will tell you this. When a new float center does open, wherever it is, if it's on Long Island, if it's on, I don't know, a Hawaiian island, if it's in California, wherever it is, even if it's uh, overseas, somewhere in Germany, Sweden maybe, Japan, they need to go on flotationlocations.com. And that is the world's premier isolation tank directory and flotation resource center. Their website provides the most reliable and up-to-date global locator for float tank locations and manufacturers. They house social media pages, newsletters, blogs, and so much more. And you can remain updated on the growing industry that is floating. I'm telling you guys, I I put my I'm on this website. It was actually one of the first websites. <clears throat> excuse me, one of the first websites that was kind enough to to help me out and spread the word and put me they were nice enough to put me on the website even though I wasn't even open yet which is pretty good I mean a couple other websites helped me out also and put me on their website too but these guys were the first ones and I you know I'll never forget that I appreciate that <clears throat> and that's why I took them on as a sponsor if you're interested in floating you can find a location near you using the fast comprehensive search engine available if you're a float center or a tank manufacturer and haven't teamed up with us yet it's time to get found from educating new floaters to providing premium advertising for flotation tank businesses, Flotation Locations aspires to be the industry's hub and are proud to be an integral part of driving this industry forward. And that they are. And that's what we all need to do also, is drive this industry forward. Because um, it's great that Joe Rogan is a uh, big celebrity and helps it and promotes it and everything. And it's awesome that he does that. Um, you know, Obviously, we need more. We need <clears throat> we need to do it ourselves. We need to get uh, you know we need to get more uh, 
we need to get more industries involved, more industries eyes open to floating. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to, and I'm, you know, I'm not the only one and th- this isn't all my idea. So I'm, I don't think I'm trying to pass it off as mine, but the idea of doing focus groups <clears throat> and research groups is fantastic. And you know, you could do stuff on, you could do research groups on, on stuff that you think has no idea or think has nothing to do with, with benefiting from floating at all. And you know, just to get people in the tanks and just to keep people trying it because I don't know, in my opinion, nine out of 10 people that float are going to come back and float again. So if you can do a research group with, I don't know, pick, pick anything, pick a, I don't know, a, a research group with, uh, what do they call them now? They're not, they're not, uh, what are they called? They're not, they're not assistants anymore. You know, like the, the secretaries, they're not secretaries anymore. What are they called? Executive assistants, administrative assistants. Yeah, those. You do research group, research study on those. And just say, I want, uh, you know, five of them, five, and they each get three free floats for an hour each. And, uh, See if it helps you keep a calmer head around a boss. If if you live, work in a stressful position, you know if you if you work in a law office and you have a you know a stressful boss who just loads it off on you and and just lays it on you and you have to deal with that. That's not easy to swallow. That's not easy for anybody. So while you think that the the job or whatever they do might not have to might not benefit from floating, it probably would. So the idea is to get anybody you can. To get in and check these out. Now, obviously, you don't want to give you, you know, don't give the place away, but get people in the tanks because a tank with somebody in it doesn't cost you too much more money than a tank with nobody in it. So, all right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the flowcast this week. I'll be back soon, hopefully, with some uh, with some nice user uh, user testimonials. And I don't, I don't want you guys to think that I'm editing these or I'm uh, you know I'm only using good ones anybody that comes here and floats and wants to come on the flowcast is welcome to come on the flowcast the only requirement is you have to float before you come on that's it my only requirement and if you give me a legitimate review doesn't have to be good it could be a bad review but as long as it's a legitimate review and you you know you're talking truthfully I will Finish the podcast with you. I will edit it for sound only, so there's not noise because I'm using a, a lousy mic. I don't have my my uh, my mixer set up yet. <clears throat> I only edit it for sound, and then I put it up. I don't edit the content at all. I don't take anything out of it or add anything into it or anything like that. So don't I don't want you guys to think that I'm only using good ones and trying to make myself look great, and then I'm running the most beautiful float center in the world or anything like that. You know, I'm just a guy just trying to help spread the word and just putting some testimonials out there and that's it. So, so far I've had, um, pretty much all good feedback from, from people that have come here and float, except for one guy. One guy didn't like it, but that one guy also showed up drunk. Yeah, drunk. I told him not to, obviously, because I sent out an email prior letting you know what, it, what you should and shouldn't do. And he showed up drunk. Uh, excuse me. I don't want to use the word drunk. I'll take that back. He showed up, um, he wasn't sober. I'll say that. He definitely had a few drinks in him. Um, and obviously you shouldn't float when you've had a couple drinks in him, in you. Um, I let him know I didn't really, I wasn't comfortable with it. He said that he wanted to do it anyway and he was okay with it. And I said, all right, well, you know, you 
you're signing the waiver, so it's 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 on you. Um, part of me, to be honest with you, part of me wanted him to do it a little bit, only because I wanted to see what kind of reaction he had, if if he had any different reaction from people that were not had, had not had a drink. I wanted to see if he um, now obviously he drove here. So he, well, it's not obvious to you, but he drove here. So obviously he wasn't inebriated. He, you know, he walked down the flight of stairs. He held the conversation. I, you know, picture if he went to dinner, he had two glasses of wine and then he came here, you know, so he's not hammered, but he had a couple drinks in him. Um, I kind of wanted to see if he had a, a much different reaction from the people who didn't have a drink, you know, if people who just came here sober. And, um, I went through everything with him and he had, he was completely, green to floating he had no idea at all about floating or float tanks or anything which is fine but most people that i I would think anyway most people that would come here by the time they get here they've done some sort of research looked at some sort of pictures or read some things or watched a video or, or, or something where they walked in and they had some idea of what they were walking into i walked him broke excuse me <clears throat> i walked him into my float suite and he had no idea what he was looking at he was like, oh, what is this thing, like a time machine? What do you, so what do I do? I just go in, can I wear my shoes? Like, he had no, he had no idea at all. So, which is totally fine. I have absolutely, the, uh, absolutely no problem explaining it. It's a new idea to Long Island. So, obviously, there's going to be a lot of people who have no idea at all about it. But, I would think that by the time somebody came here, like I said, they had done some sort of research on it. But, whatever, is what it is. I sh- I reviewed everything with him, showed him, uh, you know, gave him the ones and twos on on floating and shower and what to do with the whole process, and put him in, eased him in with some nice Zen music. It was beautiful, and I I faded the music out. I was sitting here at my office, uh, doing stuff on my computer. Heard the shower go off, heard him going to tank, faded the music down, and about ten minutes later, I heard the shower go back on. <laughs> I was like, what? Really? And then five minutes later, he came out and he just walked up the stairs and just looked at me. He was like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's not for me. I I thought it was like a massage. I was like, what? I'm like, how would you think this? I didn't say this, but in my head, I'm like, how would you think this is like a massage? But okay. He said, um, if you wouldn't mind, sir, just come back down with me into the float room. I just want to ask you a couple questions about the room and the setup and everything. You just, you know. So I brought him back into the room and just asked him what he thought of the of the room in general and of the setup and of the tank and of the shower. And I tried to get as much feedback from him as I could to at least know that it wasn't me and the float place and how I have it laid out. It wasn't that. It was that floating isn't for him. And that floating isn't going to be for everybody. And that's fine. But I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't me and my center that he wasn't into. That it was actually just the idea of of floating. But we'll see. Maybe he'll he'll sober up one day and give me a call when he wants to come float. But we'll see. All right, everybody. Thanks for checking us out. I'll uh, come back in a couple days or next week or something, sometime soon. Uh, yeah, that's it. If you want to email me, email me at thefloatplace at gmail.com. Uh, that's it. Take care, friends.